Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, yes, y'all. You are now listening to the sound of the shofar blowing. The shofar is a ram's horn that is blown to inspire the people to do their thing. And the shofar is also blown to coronate a queen or a king. And today the shofar is being blown to call us to heal our inner traumas. Um, this is Faux Show Holistic Health on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Shofar, from Faux Show Energy Work. And uh, today my guest is Courtney Garner. Uh, Courtney is a sexologist. She's a heart-centered energy healer. She's, uh, she does trauma release and also tantric male uh, healing. And uh, it helps them out with semen retention and all of these things. So I uh, want to go ahead and bring the sister on again. Her name is Courtney Garner. We had a really good uh, Instagram live yesterday. It's pretty dope talking on semen retention and tantra. And uh, definitely want to, you know, talk to the sister some about how we can help heal sexual trauma. So, uh, Courtney, are you out there? Yes, I am. Thank you for having Jesus, me today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm definitely good. Very Got good. some work done and happy to reach out and talk to the people today. Very cool. Well, as any of the family know that this is in regularly or whatever, they know that, you know, the hero or heroine backstory I usually, you know, will at the end of the show give some time for you to tell them about uh, upcoming events or other things that you have, then also so they can mm-hmm. check out your background. So since we only have a half an hour, I always like to just go ahead and jump in. So let's go ahead and get to it, Courtney. Um, as far as uh, intimacy goes, we know that, you know, first off, let me start off with a couple of statistics because, you know, this may seem like a kind of heavy, you know, it's raining here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's doing up your way, but kind of like gloomy here. or heavy you know, it's raining there too, okay. You know, so the whole Tony, 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 you know, it never rains thing, you know. Um, uh, finally, we get something. That's actually a good thing. But it may actually seem yeah, kind of like yeah. a gloomy or, you know, a heavier topic. But you know what? We need to talk on it, and here's why. I was watching a TED Talk, Courtney, and this is some of the statistics they threw out there. 84% of the inmates, 84% of inmates say that they have been abused or have suffered some type of trauma, 80%. Yeah. And then 75% of women in treatment programs have been uh, have some kind of trauma, sexual or, or otherwise. So we can see that when we don't deal with trauma, it may play itself out in other ways and lead us down certain life paths. So what are some of the ways, Courtney, that you help people heal trauma? Well, just like you said, you know, when we, when we have trauma and we don't do anything about it, it can definitely misguide us. So some, the main way that I help with trauma is by reconnecting people with themselves. Um, that's where we need to go because the trauma happens to us. We start to build defenses around it. We start to harden. And before you know it, you don't even know who you are. You don't feel like yourself. 
Um, so mm-hmm. a lot of times it's really just connecting back with yourself, what you feel. And like you said, like it's not, it's, it's a dark subject. Healing is not always going to be butterflies and rainbows, right? Like it, sure. it's something that, you know, can not be pleasant to heal and to go through. And part of that unpleasantness is really facing those negative emotions and um, allowing space for them. It's okay that they're there. But, you know, based on what you've gone through, of course there's going to be some neg- negativity there. So having compassion, holding space for what is there is the number one way to work with trauma. Do you want me to go into the Very other good. ways that I do it? <laughs> sure, sure. You know, like, well, one thing that you said, the connecting um, back to self, you know, I feel like that inner child, you know, like mm-hmm. that yeah. inner part of us that was vulnerable and, and, and innocent, you know. So, but, yeah, what are some of the other ways you help us get back to that, that inner innocence? Well, I like how you said innocence because innocence, you know, the inner child, the whole premise of that is the fact that we, at the end of this, we're innocent. We are free of conditioning. Our true self is not a conditioned human that's learned how to act and learn how to adapt to, you know, their harsh experiences. We want to go way back before that, and that's this inner child of innocence. Um, mm-hmm. And that goes, you know, just like I said, connecting with yourself, your, your true self. Um, and so that's why the inner child is where people usually end up wanting to tap into in order to address those negative emotions. Another way that we can do that, which is more of an adult way, right, is pleasure, sexual pleasure. Um, especially since we are working with something that is usually inputted in us sexually, um, maybe it might be not appropriate to start off that way. But a lot of people, they say, you know what, like the tension is there, the numbness is there, or the lack of connection is there. So I want to go there, and I want to use sexual pleasure to heal myself from the sexual experiences that I had that actually hurt me, right? Mm. So using pleasure mm-hmm. is definitely a path to releasing tension, to recoding your body that it's safe, that, you know, there's no, nobody's going to harm you. Because then, you know, in the back of our minds, those are those um, subconscious thoughts that we're not safe. Um, and that's mm. what the trauma is. So using pleasure definitely is a motivator too, right? Pleasure feels good. Um, so right. when we're doing this, something like this, with sexual trauma, you can go to the body. The body's going to be the best feedback you're going to get. The body will tell you exactly what it needs. It'll tell you where it's not feeling nothing. It'll tell you where, it's, where there's pain. And then you speak to it from that place of inner child, from that place of pure knowing it from yourself. I love it. I love it. I, uh, using the body's own intelligence and, you know, um, sometimes uh, like with pain and pleasure, uh, you know, I've seen before where, like, uh, in healing or whatever, a woman may say that, you know, she, like, when I first was introduced to uh, the energy work that I do and everything, a woman was there with her husband. And what happened, right, is, like, the the gentleman that was working on, the master that was working on her, he wasn't touching her. She was going to an orgasmic space or whatever. She shared with with all of us here at the workshop afterwards, she was like, for the longest time, if my husband, you know, if he would enter me in a certain way and angle his uh, his lingam, his penis in a certain in a certain direction, I would always it would always feel this immense pain. And yeah. what she understood during the session was that her body had healed long time ago. It was her mind. She realized that in the mm-hmm. session, that, damn, my it's not even it's not even my body. It's my mind, but it's still registering like it's in my body. So um, yeah, by by bringing that awareness and that that that, that pleasure principle, uh, that's that's very powerful. I I know you have more on that, so keep going with that. Yeah, 
Yeah, I do. And, and you know how you said um, listening to um, listening to the body, but also it, it is in your mind a lot because when you do start listening to your body and you start to see that, okay, it's just energy is not flowing here or I'm actually having a lot of thoughts or a lot of negative feelings about myself in this moment. So, of course, my body's not going to react in a way that's open and pleasurable. So you really get to know yourself and see what you're telling yourself because a lot of times our self-messages are the ones that are sabotaging us. And it's not even just mm-hmm. sex, right? It could be um, it was work with social, just being, being social and being confident amongst other people. Uh, so tapping into your whys um, and having compassion for them. And the other thing, too, so we talked about pleasure, using pleasure as path. I must say that mm-hmm. using sexual stimulation is different because a lot of times when you're touching yourself, as a woman, I would say when you're dealing with trauma and, and tension in the pelvis, it's not always going to be pleasurable and orgasmic, but you're working to get to those states. There are phases, right. um, trauma, right? And it, it releases in different states. And so a lot of times when we start to work on ourselves, we might not go straight into orgasm. We might actually feel irritated. We might feel tingly, feel some pain when we first do our internal masturbation or internal practice. But because, like we talked about last night, when you first start rewiring energy, moving things around that have not been moved before, or unstucking stuck places, it's going to have some right. discomfort. I always compare it to when your foot goes to sleep. You know, your foot goes to sleep, it starts to wake up. First, it's numb. You don't even feel it. But when you finally realize mm-hmm. it's asleep and you, it starts to wake up, it's tingly. It does not feel good at all. Um, and then it starts to, you know, finally ease down. And then you're like, okay, it's just normal. It's awake now. It's part of my body. And it's now reincorporated. So I want you to think of, I want you guys to think of your bodies that way. If there are parts of you that are disassociated, which is what trauma does to us, it cuts off that part of our body. It says, okay, this part, you know, something bad happened, so I don't want that to happen again. Here's a new defense. And so what we're doing is we're breaking down all those little defenses that we've put up over time. And sometimes it feels not as good, but you always know that there is a process. So just like going into a dark place, you're never going into the darkness. You're going through the darkness. And so even though you're, you're going through this process of this doesn't feel like pleasure, it doesn't feel like orgasm like I thought it would, keep going, keep breathing, keep trusting your body um, because there's a process that your body has to go through to heal. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, family, that's uh, definitely some good things. I love the analogy, too, too of, there of, the, of the foot falling asleep and everything, and that's, I think that's a very adept, uh, you know, very good analogy. And then also... You know, if we don't, you know, and this is just, if you're out there, part of the family and you're listening to this and your foot has fallen asleep, so to speak, we know that if you don't eventually move that blood back through that, through that limb, you may, we may stand the, the chance of losing it. And yeah. these parts of our life, you know, these, these, these things that we maybe have cut off from because of the trauma, if we don't try to bring energy back to them, you know, we may eventually find ourselves not being, they're not accessible to us anymore. So I love mm-hmm. uh, what you're saying, man, and, and, but then also being patient with ourselves and moving at a pace that, um, that feels, feels right for us. Yeah. Uh, and, you, and you know, the challenge too with that, Courtney, is that sometimes with trauma, because of different things that, you know, the setting or the, who it was or whatever went down, it may be associated with some, like, very basic part of life. And, yeah, you know, yeah. so it may be a smell, you know, anything that can be triggering that might just, you might have to put up with this thing all the time and is always bringing it back to it. So uh, can you speak a little bit on that? 
Yeah, I was actually wanting to talk about that next. Um, so we're talking about the mental blocks that are, you know, it's a part of trauma too, physical, mental, energetic, all that. Um, I myself, I'm going to talk personally because I, I, this was the ickiest part for me of feeling trauma, and it's the, the mental stuff. So let's say, for instance, um, being able to have sex and not have a memory pop up of that person that, you know, violated you or that, you know, hurt you. Or even for people who have not specifically had physical trauma, let's say mental conditioning. You're trying to have sex, you're trying to enjoy pleasure, but in the back of your mind, you learn that this is nasty a long time ago, and so you can't mm. allow yourself to enjoy it. So mindfulness, getting your mind um, in alignment with your body and your heart is part of this holistic healing that we're talking about. Um, and mm. the way that I do that is I just set intentions. And I, you know, I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be a, a one-off thing. You set the intention that I'm going to set a safe place for myself. I'm going to enjoy this pleasure. And anytime those memories come back up, you just redirect back to your pleasure. You retell yourself a message. And that message could be anything you need to hear. Um, I'm loved. I'm whole. I'm safe. Mantras for me are really powerful. That verbal programming, right? You can hear it. You can feel it. It vibrates out of your throat as you say it. And you say it with conviction from your heart, but also it's adding that, that vibration. So words can be very powerful, powerful and part of your healing. Um, so I always advise Whenever you have those mental things, you notice it. It was a negative thought. It was a bad memory. Right away, you want to address it and address it with what you want. What you want is to be healthy, to be whole, to be safe, to be loved. And so keep feeding yourself those messages. Even if it's a daily affirmation, you can start that way. And what it does is it slowly tunes your mind away from the negative, the, the magnetism of negative, attracting more negative thoughts and, and flaws and judgments to positive. So you're just... You're more aware of what is beauty to you, what is pleasurable to you. And it's not like you're delusional. You're aware of all of it. There's a duality. But you choose to focus on positive. And so applying that to my pleasure, I'm choosing to focus on my pleasure. I'm, I'm choosing to not allow these memories to pop up and ruin it. So let's say mm. I had to work to that place. In the beginning, it's things that would just happen automatically. And next thing you know, it gets just dried up and I don't want to have sex no more. So... What do I do in those situations? It's important to not force yourself into something that you don't want to do, or if your situation changes mentally or emotionally, then you don't have to keep going forward with the physical. Mm. Like I said, no to sex before. I've almost cried. It was a, it was a while ago. Um, I was having sex, right? And this guy reminded me of the person that molested me, and mm. I don't know what series of events triggered it, but I had that memory, and it like immediately disgusted me. Like <laughs> did not want to have sex. I got emotional, and I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I don't want to do it tonight. And, you know, he didn't ask me for any, you know, big explanation. It was just like, oh, okay, let's, you know, we can, do, we can cuddle or we can watch a movie, whatever you want to do. Um, and that's what I needed. I needed somebody to say it was okay for me to just say no and be in my little funk because I needed to be in that funk and ride through those emotions and ride, let that trigger complete its cycle. So that's one piece of advice I have to you is as you are triggered, don't try to push back at the trigger. Um, allow it to go through its cycle and just remind yourself of who you are. Like I said, gentle affirmations, reminding yourself who you are, but don't try to stop it because it's not how energy works. It needs to complete its process. I love it. Love it, love it. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Wow. You know, I, I definitely want to, uh, you know, speak on this because we're already at the halfway mark. Huh. Well, I know, like, so... Back uh, 2014 is when I started professionally doing the, the central, you know, 
uh, emotional energy work that I do. And one of the things that I found, Courtney, is people having dynamic sessions and breakthroughs, you know, uh, from trauma, sexual trauma, all these things and everything. But then the thing is they have to go right back out into the world where they, that this may be not supported. So what mm-hmm. I want to speak on now is, like, you know, I called up one of the three masters that I learned from and, and everything. I'm like, man, you know, like, he was like, yeah, that's, that's one of the challenges. And um, what I've been getting even going into 2019 now, I'm finding that it's just like spirit have been telling me over the last couple of years, but I'm finding like 2019 has got to be the year that it's got to fucking get done, is having mm-hmm. support circles where there's yes. support circles for these people who come in from the sessions and everything, and they're able to support each other because they can't always just keep coming back for a session with me. Like, you know, and then also really teaching people how to self-source, like this tantric powerful healing energy, you know, you don't go to a guru, you know, guru maybe might spark it, you know, but it also mm-hmm. is in each one of us. So can you speak exactly. a little bit about the, the support circle and then also self-sourcing? Yes. Um, so I'm right, I'm right on, on point with you with the support circle. That's what I've been putting a lot of my energy to is actually getting people to come together and do things together, um, like meditating and talking about their healing processes. Um, but that's, that's the thing is we need to, in order to really have this healing space and have it long-term work for us, we need to have, change our environment. Our environment right now is dangerous. Mm-hmm. My environment tells me I can be as free as I want to be, but when I go out there and I exercise that same freedom, it might not be received in a way that is safe or healthy for me. And right. so then where's, the, where's my encouragement to keep on going with this freedom, right? It seems as if because we're, we're naturally inclined to survive that I would want to do what's safest for me. And that's just the energetic level. Even if we don't think it's energetic. And so for, it's really important for us to change our surrounding and surround ourselves with people that reinforce the path that we're on. So it's hard if you go to a guru, right? You go to, go to you for a session, and the rest of the week they're hanging around people that don't resonate with them at all, that may trigger them, bring, up, bring back old habits. All that's not going to be conducive to you staying on your path and doing, you know, being the great person that you want to be. Right. But the... Right. Support circles, yes, those are really important it's because people are like mirrors. We need to be able to reflect off of each other and see that, hey, I struggle the same that you struggle. Okay, I hurt the same way that you hurt. I have the same insecurities that you have. And once we see that and we connect with each other through compassion, then that itself is healing. Like when you tell somebody something about you that's vulnerable and it's received and they support you, that's part of your healing because now you've told your you let yourself know that that's okay to be there and now I can start healing it. But as long as you're fighting it and you think it's not okay to be there, it's not okay to, to have this trauma, to have these bad habits, then you're going to just keep fighting it and it's going to stay there. But as a circle, as a community, we are opening up space for all of our healing, all of our shit, all of our glory. It's all there. And when we do that, it catalyzes our healing because now we can get the ball rolling and we can keep it rolling because the port, the path of the ball rolling, Right. Versus right. just getting the ball rolling and you've got to catch that thing run downhill before it goes off somewhere else. Right. So as a community, we really have the ability to hold space and be this microcosm um, of support that it shines out. It's like I say, each person is a light. And as you continue to spread your light and build a circle of light with other people, you have not even this brighter light. So imagine these bigger, bright lights of circles of people coming together and you can light up the world. So that's the visual that I have. Um, you know, when I'm talking about support. I love it. I love it. That, that's, that's right up my alley, too, you know. Um, definitely, in, you're up in L.A., and uh, we're down here in San Diego, so we definitely have to 
connect those groups and stuff too at different points when it's we when do. it when it blows, you know. I'm actually I'm at the wow. midpoint. I am in, in Orange County, so I'm only two hours from oh. you. And LA is Got like it. an hour from me. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So you're in OC, so yeah, even better. You're you're in the midpoint. Wow. Yep. Yeah, yeah, everything, Ashe and all of that, so everything you just said about the support circle. And one thing, you know, I, I want to use just a, a quick second here to address something with uh, all my, uh, you know, the, the men out there that are listening in the family. You know, one of the things that you hit on that I think is very key there is that the very truth is, like yesterday on the, the Instagram Live, we had a sister talk about de-armoring. Our off-talk talk, I actually just addressed that with you, is like, the thing is, is like sometimes in this fucked up world that we've created, the armor is needed. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, um, yeah. That's one of the things that I, I, I you know, I, I, I tell these women is like after these amazing sessions and everything, especially if they don't have a partner, is like they still they've had they're wide open now, but yet they still got to go out here and be fucking cautious because, like you said, because you know we've created a society, predators and and just ill-advised energy yeah. and w- without good intentions and everything. So I say all that to say, yeah. and I'm sure if you're actually listening to this, you're probably one of the men that this ain't a problem anyway, but share this with your brothers and everything. Um, yeah. You've got to create a different society so women can be safe and, and vulnerable. And uh, so mm-hmm. just just had to say that, you know, we gotta, we, we're got we working towards that. Safe let's let's get that yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. And you know, vulnerability yes, yes. requires safety. Um, I, did a, I did a show where I said I compared it to being a turtle without a shell. Like, for us to be, to be mm. vulnerable, like, that's some soft, like, it could, you know, it could really hurt. It could kill us. That's what we think. So in order for us to be put in that place, we have to trust, and we have to know that it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's like orgasm. If I'm in a state where I don't trust the person I'm with or I don't feel safe in my own body, how can I relax enough to get into a vulnerable state of orgasm? Orgasm is vulnerable. You can't defend yourself right. while you're having an orgasm, right? Um, right. So, so it's, it's, it's so important, and me especially, I experienced, you know what I have to say, though? I have recently experienced a lot of black men in my neighborhood, Orange County, which is, like, not it's, – it's growing. It's not that common. Um, but when I do, like, I always feel very respectful, very revered, um, very protected. And um, men are respectful to me, and I think it's because I put that out, um, that the ones, you know, the ones that receive it, you know, they respect me back. But then there's always going to be people that um, are unhealthy in their mindset. And those are the ones that right. you want to push back up and go into your shell. Um, right. So that's, that's what we want to work on is, is us being able to have that healing space and live with it, live with it in the world. It shouldn't be, we shouldn't be safe only in the rooms and the events that we go to. Like we should be able to walk every day in that safety. Ah, Shay, for sure. And so it is. Wow. Um, we under 10 minutes now. Um, one other thing I definitely is, like I tell you, I always – Write down a whole bunch of shit and never get to all of it, but I'd rather do it that way. But I'm looking, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking through my stuff, Courtney, here, and like um, one of the things I do want to talk about is um, what what one TED Talk uh, uh, member was saying that what they call uncomfortable sympathy, um, and that's like when someone tells us like that they've, um, especially as guys, you know, if if a woman like if that guy, if you had shared with that guy like what you were actually going through, sometimes we just feel the need to say something or to fill the space you know, for that awkward silence, mm, yeah. uh, silence. And uh, so this woman called it uncomfortable sympathy. She's like, you know, it's, it's, it's cliche statements or things like, um, well, don't let your past define you, you know, or, you mm-hmm. know, these type of things. And, oh, um, I'm sorry. Right. 
Yeah, or don't, yeah. or or maybe even quote unquote tough love, where it's like don't keep looking back. And she said, yeah. what's really yeah. just needed is it was really just needed is just for us to fucking just listen. So can you speak on that? Yes. A little bit? Listen, it's 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 so important. Um, it's all about the listening. I feel is about being heard and being supported, and it doesn't take anything much than just listening and allowing that person the space to have their words out, to express themselves. Uh, but what it also does, too, is when, you know, when somebody tells you something that's heavy, a lot of times they just tell somebody. It doesn't mean that they're needing you to give them a solution or an answer to their mm. problems. And I think mm-hmm. it's that need for us to fix things. I know it happens a lot with women because we're, we're such nurturers, right? We always want to take care of everybody. Mm-hmm. always want to have an answer for everything. And so a lot of times we carry that habit over into you know, when we're holding space for, for people in our lives and we want to fix whatever they're telling us, like, you know, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. Well, you know, like, you could do this or it doesn't have to be that way. But really just listening and, you know, saying, I understand how you feel, that's about it. And a hug. I always think, you know, mm. consensual hugs are the best thing. That's the, it actually bonds us on an energetic level. Um, on a biological level, it bonds us. So I feel like that's, that's really what you need. And also, too, we're on that subject, just being real. Real conversation is not uncomfortable sympathy, right? It's, mm. it's just holding the space for that person and how they feel without needing to tell them something that, you know, you think they need to hear. That's you coming from your uncomfortability. But right. if you're really it's, it's space for them. We're saying something to make us feel more comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was like, oh, my God, you're crying. Uh, uh, what can I say? Uh, you okay? You know, but in reality, you want to run because their tears make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I right. think that's, that's that a really sense. good thing to bring up is, is that because I can attest to as a nurse, I had trouble holding space for people's emotions when I first started. And it was just, I didn't grow up with emotions. We weren't, we weren't allowed to have emotions. You don't talk about your feelings in the house. It gets laughed at and you get, you get your mm. ass So that for me was a really big um, opening. That's all it is, just an opening of my heart and my mind to be able to hold space for people's tears and not feel the need to react to them in any way. Mm. Yeah. Makes sense. But that's part of our healing Makes too sense. as a community um, is changing those old habits of, far, you know, however we grew up. Certain, each culture has certain habits that may or may not serve them as well as an adult, um, as a free adult. They're like, hey, you know what, I was taught this, I've been doing this, but... This doesn't actually feel good. This is not what I want to do. And so we all go through this process of learning what is true to us. And I feel like that that's part of your blossoming is really just expressing your truth and having people around you that will say, yeah, you can have your truth. I, I'm, I stand for that. I support you. And I have my truth, too, and you support that. And I think that's the, the balance that we all need. I agree. I agree. Well, you know what? We're actually under three minutes here and um Ooh. everything that you're saying is right on point you know that, that's what happens you know it flows like that uh so the time goes by quickly um very good episode here very good you know information for the family courtney so in wrapping up i want people to be able to check out what you're doing because you're doing some amazing things up there in the oc you know orange county and uh, la and then also i know you're able to do things online as well with people so um and you have a we have a workshop coming up um in april and you have other things too so just share with everybody uh how they can contact you your instagram and how they can get more information okay. well you guys can um thanks for listening first of all and you guys can find more about me at absolutetantra.com my Instagram is Tantra with Courtney, 
And I have a retreat coming up. Brother Shofar is actually going to be with me and Raziki, Zafira, and Dwayne Mooney. We're all going to be at this retreat in L.A. So it's local, um, and it's going to be a weekend retreat. We're going to learn Tantra. We're going to learn human retention. We're going to learn to meditate, to take care of ourselves. We're going to dance. We're going to do healing circles. So I'm really excited to bring this to the exit community specifically and address our needs for community healing. Um, and you guys can find the link to all that on my website, absolutetantra.com, or even on Instagram. I always post for myself. And I, I have web, uh, workshops coming up locally on my meetup, Tantra with Courtney meetup, so join that. And online I have a webinar next Wednesday. Um, it's going to be anatomy for the female body. And we're talking about holistic anatomy holistic sex ed. So I'm going to teach you everything you need to know, meridians, how energy works, your different diaphragms, all that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That sounds good. I'm doing the work. <laughs> you're doing the work. Yeah, you're doing the you're doing the Lord's work. I love it. I am. I am. You know, they said that when I was a kid, and I rolled my eyes so hard, and I had to laugh last month because I remembered it. I was like, oh, my God, they were right. They just didn't say it in a way that sure. I thought was going to, you know, it's a difficult representation, but I'm still doing the Lord's work. You are doing the Lord's work, you know, I'm being silly, but yeah, for sure, you, you definitely are, you're doing the Lord's work, you're doing, you know, the universe working, I love it, and uh, exactly. I definitely appreciate you, so thank are you for you. taking the time, yeah, I, thank you, thank you, sis, I appreciate that, um, thank you for taking the time today, uh, out your schedule to, you know, talk with the family and myself, and we will definitely be connecting here, and for all the family out there listening, again, we appreciate you checking us out, and um, this is Full Show Holistic Health on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm your host, Shofar, from Fosho Energy Work. Y'all keep shining, keep climbing. Peace. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.